What's going on? AJ here bringing you yet another episode. And I'm so excited to talk about today's topic. It's something that I personally deal with. Um, it's something that I personally found out about when I was about 10 or 11. And it's something that I think lots of organizations, probably 90, you know what? I'm going to go out on the limb and say 99% of organizations are not thinking about today's topic which is incredibly disappointing. But at the same time, I have empathy for it because so many human beings are not even recognizing what we're talking about today as a problem just in the grand scheme of life, let alone the workplace. So today's topic is going to be around neurodiversity, right? There are so many human beings in the world that have neurodiversity complexities and, and situations here, right? So many folks that are potentially, you know, autistic and on the spectrum. So many folks have social anxiety disorders. So many folks have ADHD and ADD. So many folks have autism. There are so many folks in the world of work today that are totally qualified to have jobs and at the manager level, the C-suite level, the director level, um, the executive level, whatever the case is going to be, that, again, are neurodiverse. They are a bit different than your quote-unquote typical employee within the workplace. And so I think today what I want to talk about is how to potentially adjust some of your hiring best practices contextual to interviewing neurodiverse applicants and candidates, right? So fact, perspective, tip number one. I believe every single organization should, whether it's during the application process during the screening call to try to find out if, and I think they should be able to find out in two different ways. So number one, they can find out by just asking directly, you know, do you, do you identify as an applicant, a human, a, a, a worker, as someone that is neurodiverse, right? And give them various categories of what that means, right? Do you personally suffer and deal with ADHD? Do you personally suffer and deal with anxiety, social anxiety, autistic uh, autistic behaviors, whatever the case is going to be, potentially on the spectrum? Number two, maybe if they don't come out and say it directly, there are certain questions that you can ask that can extract some of the contextual nuances that you're looking to understand. So that's another factor that I think a lot of organizations could or, or should be doing. Moving beyond that, though, as you look into your hiring practices, I think making sure that managers are prepared to ask the right questions to be able to really figure out if this individual skill sets and capabilities are going to mesh well with the organization's needs, but also respecting the contextual nuances of them being neurodiverse. Here's an example, right? Take the surprise element out of the interview process for those that deal with social anxiety, anxiety, ADD. If the job that the candidate is applying for does not require them to think fast on their feet, right? There's no need to have a thinking fast on their feet surprise element within the interview process that could that, that can potentially take someone that deals with social anxiety and just completely throw them off, which you as the hiring manager could look at them from a completely different point of view, maybe not deem them competent or qualified, etc. right? Take that out of the process if the job itself does not require that skill set. It makes no sense. There are so many organizations today that are turning down completely qualified individuals because they haven't gained. And when I say they, I'm talking about the applicant having gained the overall interviewing system and process. It is a game. Let's just be really real with it. I heard a quote one day from someone that I really respected. This individual said, 
if someone is great at interviewing, that means they had a lot of practice. If they had a lot of practice, that means they probably haven't held down a great job or they're just a great actor. And if they're a great actor or haven't held down a great job, that means they've been spending their time interviewing, acting, practicing, getting their ducks in a row from an interviewing perspective and not actually keeping busy and working on their craft and being a practitioner. Because really think about it practically, right? I'm someone that has looked for jobs, has been out in the market, right? But I've historically had moments where I've had organizations tell me, your interview sucked. I would rather, as a hiring manager, potentially move someone that the interview did not go the way that I thought it was going to go, thought it was going to go. I'd rather move them on to the next round because my gut tells me the fact that they're not a great interviewer tells me that they did not take the time, energy to prep the gaming of the interview system as seriously as someone that has just been in the work, right? Like if they've been in the work, if they've been a practitioner, even if they've been out of work, they've been taking on consulting gigs, they've been studying, they've been volunteering, they've been an intern, they haven't been sitting around prepping themselves to figure out how to be the best and greatest interviewer. They've been figuring out how to be an amazing practitioner. So I think at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, when we think about neurodiversity, when we think about our hiring best practices, when we think about the job that actually requires someone to execute certain variables, we have to take in mind and consider all the factors of a neurodiverse candidate and making sure we're number one, understanding if they are neurodiverse, and the number two, making sure their overall skill sets and capabilities are not being ignored because they aren't the perfect model of the greatest interviewer, but we have to make sure that their background, their skill sets, their ability, the way they actually want to go through the interview, which can behoove and make them comfortable, actually connects to what we need for the job and actually connects what will make them most comfortable moving forward throughout the interview process. So I wanted to share this because I personally deal with ADD. I have since I was 10 years old. And so I really resonate with this. And I know here in MindStand, we care so much about all different types of employees. We care so much about diversity, equity, and inclusion. We care so much about making sure that we're making every single new hire, every single employee, every single team member within all companies make, feel comfortable, feel like they actually can be involved in an interview and hiring process that behooves them, that works for them. Too many companies, again, I'll make this last statement and get out of here. Too many companies are looking past truly qualified, truly amazing candidates because those candidates are terrified of the interviewing process. So maybe if you understand proactively, if they are a neurodiverse candidate, maybe prep and train your hiring managers on how to have empathy. Maybe have different versions of the hiring process contextual to if they are a neurodiverse candidate or not so that you can really understand and make the best decision for the company as well as for the candidate. Thanks so much.